Welcome to Team Pete's Talks, a podcast series brought to you by the National Association of Pediatric Nurse Practitioners, NAPNAP, featuring experts and stakeholders addressing key issues in pediatric health. Throughout 2023, NAPNAP is celebrating our 50th anniversary and our place in history as the first National Nurse Practitioner Society. As part of our anniversary celebration themed 50 Forward, we are thrilled to share this new Team Peds Talks podcast series, 50 Forward, Forging Our Future. Join us as we look back at some highlights of our profession and as we look forward to the future of pediatric nurse practitioners. This special series is hosted by myself, Dr. Jessica Peck. I am a clinical professor of nursing at Baylor University, past president of NAPNAP, and mom of four. And I am joined by my amazing co-host, Dr. Tedra Smith. Tedra, introduce yourself. I am delighted to be here. I'm Dr. Tedra Smith, a certified pediatric nurse practitioner. I'm an associate professor at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. I am a mom of two, and I'm delighted to be a part of our series. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Welcome to this episode of Team Peds Talks 50 Forward. It's hard to believe, but this is the last episode in this series where we have been celebrating NAPNAP's 50th anniversary. And all along the way, we have talked about the future of pediatric nurse practitioners through the lens of many, many adventures. And in this episode, Tidra and I are going to go back and give you our favorite moments, our highlights from each episode. So if you missed it, you'll know which one to go back and catch. And we will also be showcasing every item that was put in our time capsule along the way. So I can't wait to get started. Tidra? Thank you, Jessica, for that great introduction. It has been such a joy to be, do this episode of Team Peace Talks, speaking forward, forging our future. I've learned so much and had an opportunity to speak with so many fabulous, um, very interesting pediatric nurse practitioners that really care about the pediatric population. So what I want to do right now is kind of go through each episode and share a highlight from that episode that I, I really enjoyed or really hung on to uh, things that I would like to see changed in the profession and things I remember from those episodes. So the first one was the future of child mental health. Our guests were Dr. Jennifer Sunny, Christopher Kellner, and Sherry C. Sefor. One thing that stuck out to me was addressing mental health will take us all, all pediatric focused providers, accelerating our knowledge. We have to think of scalable interventions at a system level, and we have to prioritize behavioral health. That was my key takeaway. It was so exciting to talk to these future thought leaders and to see the alternate pathways that are emerging for more pediatric mental health specialists. And we had some great contributions to the time capsule. Dr. Sani, our president, she wanted to contribute NAPNAP's legacy of innovation and addressing the greatest challenges facing child health, which are presently, of course, mental and behavioral health, as well as systemic inequities. 
Christina put in NapNap's innovation and education and wanted to put this very podcast into the time capsule to go back and revisit and see how much we've grown. And Sherry, the CEO of PNCB, wanted to package up the soul, the heart, and the knowledge that PNPs possess. And Tidra, if we could package that for real and bottle it, I don't think we'd ever have to work another day in our lives. That is some serious magic there for sure. Yes, I would have to agree. I would definitely agree. So episode two was the future of nursing education. We had some very special guests, Dr. Rebecca Carson, Dr. Amy Marino, Dr. Beth Solick. They share a lot of helpful information, a lot of experience being nurse educators. One thing that stood out to me was standardizing the curriculum, something I hadn't really thought about, was increasing the similarities so that we can ensure the quality in nursing experience for our pediatric nurses as well as our pediatric nurse practitioners. And thinking about the cultural shift that occurs from being a nurse moving to that nurse practitioner role, kind of that transition period and creating some clear delineation of the role and responsibilities as the RN compared to being that pediatric nurse practitioner to help facilitate that transition period. And if I remember correctly, Tidra, we moved on everything from microchips to adult gerontology on that episode. So it was a very entertaining and lively discussion. And we had some great contributions to the time capsule. Rebecca wanted to put information technology, the professional resources that we use as PMPs that are housed on our smartphones. Amy put in her, what she calls her external brain. This is a book with all of her notes when she first started. And she tells a hilarious story about even phonetically spelling out words she didn't know what they were. And Beth touched us all with her gesture of a plaque, just a small plaque, because she didn't want to take up a lot of room in the virtual time capsule, but she wanted it to say 74.3 million. That is the number of children in the United States who are benefiting from care provided by pediatric-focused APRNs. And we wanted to remember, of course, it's always about the children. Yes, always. They are the most important thing that we're concerned about is our outcomes for our pediatric patients and their families. Um, Episode three focused on nursing research, the future of nursing research. We have Drs. Regina Spratling and Christina Calamaro with us. What I remember most is their lasting quote, which was the power of nurses. we got to remember that we have power. We have superpower that you hear all in the news, especially around COVID. We do have superpower as nurses, and we have to use our voice. We have to have a seat at the table. Big data is going to drive change, and we have to be a part of that. So we have to improve care by increasing our credibility and having a seat at the table especially when it comes to research. That really was a powerful conversation you had, especially with Chris, I remember being so powerful about the voice of the NP profession. And what she wanted to contribute was the scope of practice in each state with a hope that, of course, 50 years from now, all 50 states would have full scope of practice and full practice authority. And Regina, our president-elect, wanted to put in a table comparing DMP and PhD programs to clarify the differences, also with the hope 
that we wouldn't need it in the future, that those would be so ingrained in our profession and to the public that that would just be who we are that no longer needs explanation. Yes, that was a very lively conversation. I could feel Chris's passion um, through the computer as we had our conversation. Episode four was forging our future with diversifying the workforce. This was another powerful conversation that we had with Drs. Neutrina Tate and Christine Hiddle-Gilly. We talked a lot about diversifying the workforce and how it leads to improving outcomes for our diverse patients. The more diverse the healthcare team is, the better solutions we'll have and the better outcomes we'll get for our patients and their families. And we have to be the voice of those families. That was such an inspiring conversation. And Neutrina wanted to put in, of course, our what she called the Bible of our profession, the, the Bright Futures book and the Future of Nursing 2030 report. And Kristen contributed the APRN consensus model for a look from her policy view on how things would change in the next 50 years. And pretty hilarious visual right now, Tija, you know what I'm going to say that Kristen wanted to put in there. She wanted a telehealth cart, the big giant ones that we lug down the hallway to pull into the patient's room because we had no doubt that is being replaced and will be replaced with much sleeker equipment. But wouldn't it be fun to look back on that giant monster that we lug around? I'm sure it will be unrecognizable in 50 years from now. Um, our episode five focused on the future of advocacy and NAPNAP partners were our special guests uh, for that conversation. And we talked a lot about um, advocacy training and what, what that means as it relates to nursing, we talked to Drs. Bridget Van Gardefield, Naomi Shapiro, and Brittany, I'm sorry, Brenda Cassidy was, I guess, excuse me. And we talked about how we need more volunteers to help enrich the team and help increase our outcome. So we really need to get more and more involved with NAPNAP partners to increase the quality of care for our, our pediatric patients and their families and increase our voice which is very important. This was a fun episode, Tidra, that we recorded live at the NAPNAP 50th anniversary conference. And so if you want to hear a rowdy discussion, just tune in. Or if you missed out on conference, this would be a great free way that you could listen in to something that you missed. And what the, these leaders contributed to the time capsule are as follows. Bridget wanted to put in a chart of antibiotic surveillance patterns. And she asked the question, Will amoxicillin still work in 50 years? And I made the comment that somewhere, even now listening to this episode, I'm sure Terry Wu is out there smiling to see the impact that she has had and teaching us all about that important topic. Naomi wanted to put in, okay, listen closely because I had to listen closely and look this up. A squish, a squish mellow, a squish mellow. Yes, a squish mellow. <laughs> okay, did I say it right? I hope I said it right. <laughs> to represent a comfort object for all ages because PNPs provide comfort. And that was something that provided comfort to her granddaughter. And she wanted to see it, what they would think about that in 50 years. And Brenda wanted to put a smartphone in there with a NapNap conference app, which, of course, we hope will still be going strong 50 years from now. Awesome. So episode six focused on the future of disaster preparedness. 
preparedness. Had a wonderful conversation with Patricia Stitchfield that also goes by Patsy. Her comment to me touched the soul. It talked about your individual strengths and how we have to work together. And in those moments of disaster, we need to pull from everyone's individual strengths. There's no I in team. Not one person can do it all. So we have to know our job well. We have to set our reputation to begin with, not wait to a disaster, but make sure our patients and our population know us well and what our strengths are, and then rely on those individual strengths and pull it together for the team in times of a disaster. And I'm sure this will come as no surprise to any of you listening, but Patsy's contribution to our time capsule was a list of vaccine-preventable diseases as of today and the headlines regarding misinformation around those vaccines. And once again, she had, just like many people before her, she had aspirational hopes that NPs would pull that out of the time capsule 50 years from now and say, what were they thinking? We don't think that anymore. And we all wish it will be true. Yes, that's true. And episode seven was pretty special because we talked about the future forecast from NP students. We had an opportunity to speak with some NP students on their perspectives. Melissa Hill, Catherine Gage, and Allison Bray were our guests on that day. And we talked a lot about interprofessional collaboration, compassion, and information sharing, which I think is very important, especially as we prepare the future generation of pediatric nurse practitioners and providers that take care of our pediatric patients. Special is a good word to say that because I have always appreciated NAPNAP's inclusion of students. They can be full voting members. They can join our, our committees and all kinds of things. And students are just some of the best and brightest members we have. Tidra, I know we both agree on that. And Melissa wanted to put in an N95 face mask. Oh my goodness, would that not bring back memories for all of us? Along with her notebook that she had as a student in clinical to see what had changed. Katrin wanted to put in some hand sanitizer along with that N95 mask. And she said, who knows, maybe supply chain issues. They'll be using that when they pull it out of the time capsule. But she touched us all talking about expecting a baby of her own and wanting to put in her pregnancy journal with an ultrasound picture of the baby to see how much time had changed, but also to say some things don't change. We are always looking to the future for kids. Last but not least, Allison Bray wanted to put in a pediatric COVID-19 vaccine in a syringe, just like we talked about polio drops and all of those vaccines that we used to give, and we hope that it would be eradicated one day. And that's what the students had to add to the time capsule, Tidra. Pretty awesome. I, I love talking to students. I, I gained so much from listening to our students, and they really have a lot to share. Uh, I always think back to learning from each other. We, no one knows everything, and we can learn a lot to see the future. Uh, other generations, as we're teaching them, I think it's very important to remember uh, to get different perspectives, and students bring that different perspective. So episode eight was the future of children's health systems. We had an opportunity to speak with Erin Carpenter and Raji Kapulu. In regards to our health systems, especially thinking back to COVID and the impact of, of the workforce shortage right now, um, they reminded us that PMPs have a voice at the leadership table, at the governance tables. We have a very important voice 
<clears throat> excuse me, that deserves to be heard, especially when it comes to diversifying roles, quality improvement, policy and informatics. So we need to make sure that we have a seat at the table that are making all of these organizational changes and compliances and policies and procedures. And these two amazing nurse leaders, teacher, they added two things to our time capsule, one theoretical and aspirational and one very practical. Raji wanted to put in basically a make-a-wish list to take all of the positive wishes from all of the pediatric providers. What do we hope and wish for the future of children's health and professional practice? And put that make-a-wish book, make, make book in the time capsule. And then Aaron wanted to put a copy of the Nurse Practice Act from every state once again with the hopes that by the time this is opened in 50 years, we will have full practice authority in every state. Awesome. Episode nine was the future of school-based health care. This was a very engaging conversation, especially for me, uh, because I have a strong focus in community-based services. We talked a lot about funding and advocacy, so I had an opportunity to speak with Dr. Anna Goddard, and we also were able to speak with a pediatric school nurse who's in NP school, Jessica Swansois, that was very enlightening about the things that we could do if we were in the community more in those school-based school health settings, providing care, increasing access for children and their families, and how we need more funding and how we all need to get involved in advocacy. That word we keep going back to is advocacy to increase the funding to support these school-based health care centers. Yeah, that was a great conversation. It's always fun to see what's going on in school-based healthcare. And Jess wanted to bring a folding chair, a seat at the table, because she said, if they don't give you a seat at the table, bring a folding chair. So she wanted to have an active reminder that NPs are an important voice at every table and need representation. Anna wanted to put pictures from school-based health centers during COVID-19 and an infographic on the four R's of trauma-informed care, just as a reminder and to see maybe how that has changed and evolved and what new we have learned about trauma in the next 50 years. Episode 11 uh, was forging our future related to immunization advocacy and what is the future of that? And you spoke to one of my favorite speakers, Dr. Mary Coslap Petraco, who I thoroughly enjoy every time I'm able to go to NAPNAP conference. She's always very enlightening as it relates to immunizations, and she did the same on this episode. A lot of helpful information about misconceptions that relate to vaccination, and she even shared one of her favorite stories related to a family member that became ill, her grandmother, I believe, that could have been prevented had she had a vaccine, especially talking about HPV vaccine. So it's very important to get involved, get down on the patient's level, and ask them what's concerning most related to vaccines and, and provide them with examples and information that they can relate to. 
Well, who doesn't love Mary Koslat Petraco? She just is hilarious and so full of energy. I've just never met anybody who makes more people smile and has more enthusiasm for child health. And what did she put in our time capsule? But she put a video of smiling, healthy children who had been vaccinated properly with the help of NAPNAP members and smiling children who had been protected from the risks of human trafficking through NAPNAP's anti-trafficking education and program. And you know, teacher, she just spoke to my heart on that last one. That That is such a beautiful picture of thinking of the value that we provide to families is that we don't just treat them when they're sick. We want to optimize child health. That is our vision and mission as professionals, as, a, as an organization. And I was so glad to see this addition to the time capsule. Yes, health promotion, health prevention. We're not just here to treat the illness. We want to see children healthy always. Very great episode. Episode 12 was Forging Our Future uh, related to telehealth. We had the opportunity to speak with Drs. Kelly Garber and Katherine Scheich-Harris. Had a very engaging conversation related to high-quality health care. It's accessible to everyone, which can be done via telehealth, not just individuals, but those critical access hospitals as well. Those hospitals that are in rural, underserved areas have the ability to connect with specialties right there where the patient is and, and have access for everyone. So developing a system where we can integrate with that technology and create access for everyone. So getting buy-in from community leaders, advocating again for funding to be able to put these technological advances everywhere so everyone can have access. That was so exciting to hear about. And Kelly wanted to put chat GPT in our time capsule. That, of course, is new and all the rage. And we're all trying to figure out what does this mean for our world and what will it mean for the future of healthcare and how will chat GPT be used? Maybe they won't even know what it is. Maybe they will have so evolved. I don't know, because we also talked about going back to technology like flip phones and some reversion and regression of technology. So it will be interesting to see where chat GPT goes. And along the same lines, Catherine wanted to put in telehealth equipment. What will the technology look like in 50 years? I can't even begin to imagine. No, I'm sure it's going to be like the phone. Remember carrying it around a bag phone, and now we have these tiny little phones that fit in our hand. It'll be interesting to see what our telehealth equipment looks like. On episode 13, the future of the Journal of Pediatric Healthcare, we actually had an opportunity to speak with Drs. Donna Hallis and Ann Durano related to the Journal of Pediatric Healthcare. We talked a lot about helping others and sharing knowledge and expertise and how it's very important for everyone to feel encouraged to, to get involved in, in disseminating their work. Disseminating our work increases our credibility and mentoring those new voices and lifting each other up as we um, develop those skills necessary to disseminate our work. We all have gifts and we all have talents to share and there are there's mentoring available. There's there's coaches available to help everyone be able to disseminate their 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 thoughts and, and research and studies that they are doing. And Anne wanted to put in the time capsule Zoom. Somehow put Zoom in the time capsule. You know, Zoom seems like such a normal way of life. Almost all of us use it 
every week, if not every day. But it's hard to think about even just right before the pandemic, even our NAPNAP board calls were on phone calls. So what will Zoom look like? And Donna Hollis wanted to put in information about COVID-19, and she wanted to give a missive to the next generation on what did we do right and what did we do wrong? What did we learn and what could we do better? Episode 14 was the future of professionalism and engagement with professional organizations. And once again, I think we can never say it enough, advocacy and getting involved is key. I had an opportunity to speak with Dr. Michael Mamie to talk a lot about what it means to be involved, what it means to get involved. You can get involved at the local level, the state level, the national level. Just get involved is, is the final thing. Don't be afraid. We all started from somewhere. We all have gifts and talents to share. So dive in early, do research, get involved in your organization. It's never too late to start was my takeaway from that episode. Don't be afraid and it's never too late to start. Get involved. It's so true. And Mike wanted to put in memories from the 50 Forward celebration at the 2023 NAPNAP conference. That was such a wonderful time of being together after having no conference and then smaller conferences after COVID. And I would love to see those memories posted alongside the memories 50 years from now. We also had an opportunity to do the future of social media professional platforms, which is also interesting. We all know we have several platforms and know new ones popping up daily, but you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, and all those that are available to us. And we had an opportunity to speak with Natalie and Melissa Bogan to talk about social media and what it means. So I think one of my key takeaways from that conversation is that we can use that as our voice. We can use that to to get involved and to share. That's another means of, of us being able to advocate. Yes, and this was a fun conversation. I learned a lot. And Nurse Nat wanted to put in a picture of her new baby because, again, that's what we're all about at the heart of our profession is kids. And Melissa wanted to put in her TikTok unpublished drafts to see what might have changed, what should she have posted or not posted. It was a fun episode you don't want to miss. Thank you, Jessica. That was good. It was a very good episode and how we can use other platforms as a means for advocacy and well and helpful tips on how to do that. We also had an opportunity to talk with Dr. Jennifer Sonny and Dr. Beth Bolick as it relates to the future of preceptors and what does that mean for the pediatric nurse practitioner profession. My key takeaway from that episode was that we, we all need to get involved. We know what it takes to, to get the clinical hours and experience needed to be able to provide quality care, and it relates back to giving back. You know, we were all in MP school at one point in time and had to rely on someone to, to, to be a preceptor for us, but not only giving back to your profession, but ensuring the quality of our future health care leaders by being a preceptor. And then also thinking of resources, how can it be a mutually beneficial relationship is important for our future as it relates to, to MP students and working with preceptors. 
Yes. And Jen wanted to put in the interviews that she did. If you missed it on our website, Jen Sani, our current president, did an interview with a NAPNAP past president, one from each decade. And it is a treasure trove of walking through our history and seeing how far we've come in 50 short years. So check that out if you haven't already. And Beth Heyer, she wanted to put in mindfulness tools. And I'll just give a disclaimer right here. I kind of complained about that because I'm the worst about mindfulness. Every time it comes up, I think, oh, oh, we're going to do mindfulness. And then I'm convicted because I know I need it the most out of anyone in that room. So if you're like me and have hesitancy around that, you need it the most too. So go back and take a listen. Mm-hmm. And I think Beth talked a lot about uh, academic practice partnerships and, and workforce development and what that means as it relates to preceptors. So it was a very good conversation related to our preceptors. And then last but certainly not least, we had an opportunity to talk about the future of NP advocacy with Congresswoman Jen Keegan. I thoroughly enjoyed that conversation. It, it was such an honor to be able to have her as a guest on Team Heat's talk for our anniversary series. We talked a lot about what it means to get involved and what it means to, to influence, um, influence positive change for our patients. We can't do that unless we understand the system, we understand how the policies are made, and we understand how it affects our nursing profession. So we have to get involved in order to see a positive change. Yeah, Tidra, I think that's a moment that you and I will remember for a long time, an early morning conversation we had with the first NP congressperson. So it was it was such an inspiration. And you will not be surprised to hear that she wanted to put in a patriotic item, a USA flag or a set of her pilot wings, along with a family picture. And Tidra, we've come to that the end of our episodes and a really exciting moment where you and I get to decide what to put in the time capsule. And I'll tell you, I had a hard time with this thinking about it. What in the world would I put in if we could put in absolutely anything? And I decided after a lot of thought that I would put in the photo of me meeting Loretta Ford, who is the founder of the nurse practitioner profession. She started it with pediatrician Henry Silver at the University of Colorado 50 50 plus years ago um, and was the forerunner of our profession. And I think it's important to remember that the first NP was pediatric. And it the whole reason for the inspiration of the pediatric nurse practitioner role was a pediatrician and a nurse who were forward thinking and saw a way that they could add more value and optimize health and use nurses who are highly trained with so many skills, so much knowledge, so much caring and compassion to make a real difference in the lives of children. And I was just thinking this year as I was honored to win the award that was in her name and get to meet her. She's 102 years old and still speaking. We had a tea for her in Florida last month and she spoke and she was so powerful and talking about how difficult it was, how people told her it would never work and how people tried to claw it down. But yet here we are as a whole profession, 355,000 nurse practitioners strong, but it all started with kids who needed a nurse. So Tidra, what would you put in our time capsule? 
That is perfect, Jessica. I don't think I can follow that. I had an opportunity to meet her a couple of years ago, and it is something I will remember for the rest of my life. She is such a joy, um, shows so much compassion, and still has a lot of spunk and energy. And, and I can only hope that I, I will live to be that age and have the same type of energy and compassion that she has. My item is not really an item, but it somewhat relates to that. I want to place in there um, the essence of being a pediatric nurse practitioner and what that means, to have that joy, to have that compassion, to to put the patient's needs above our own, I think is a, a, is a lost pearl. And I think back to the pandemic, because that's most recent, how everyone came together. It didn't matter if you, uh, where you, what environment you worked in, what setting you were in, everyone joined forces for the greater good of our pediatric population. And I would like to just bottle that up, that joy and that compassion, that working together as a team with a common goal. I would like to bottle that up and be able to put it in there with the hope that it is still that passion, that joy, that compassion with the overall outcome and positively influencing our patient population, which is children and their families, I hope will still be the essence of a pediatric nurse practitioner when we open that 50 years from now. Teacher, I think that's the perfect perfect last item to put in our time capsule. And it's the perfect way to cap off the series. It has been such a joy to co-host this with you and to see all of the innovation and the excellence and all of the values that we hold dear being held by pediatric nurse practitioners. And this podcast now has well over 50,000 downloads in more than 40 countries. So to you, our listeners, we say Thank you so much because we know if you're listening, it means you're invested in child health. We are so appreciative on behalf of Tidra and myself. Thank you for joining us for this special series of Team Pete's Talks 50 Forward. And we hope to see you in the conferences going forward. If you see us, come up and say hello. We would love to meet you. Thanks for joining us as we are experts in pediatrics and advocates for children. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Team Peds Talks 50 Forward, Forging Our Future, brought to you by the National Association of Pediatric Nurse Practitioners. If you like this series, be sure to look for other episodes and explore our other series on pediatric health and advanced practice nursing. Visit napnap.org and click on the Team Peds Talks menu item under the Continuing Education tab. The conversations are available wherever you listen to podcasts. Search Team Peds Talks on your app, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or on anchor.fm. Please join us again next time, and thank you for listening.